Welcome to T1 Bite Size, with five takeaways from the Men's Ironman World Championships. And this is the first Bite Size. The idea is that we'll still be serving up a big juicy portion of triathlon with the main pod each month but there'll also be these shorter snackable pods in between. No Neil today, so it's just me, Matt, and I'm going to be giving my top five takeaways from the Men's Ironman World Championships, which took place in Nice this past weekend. So let's dive straight in. Number one, we can't look past the winner, Sam Laidlow, who's the youngest ever winner of the Ironman World Champs at 24. Now, I know he divides opinion, but for that reason, I like him. I think triathlon needs more and different personalities if it's going to grow. But even I'll admit, I didn't see this result coming. Uh, I thought he was going to be a solid pro. That last year, when he came second in Kona, would end up maybe even being the standout performance of his career. But I definitely got that wrong. Uh, It's kind of easy to see why he's had a poor year. I've heard people say that he either walks or wins. Uh, And I thought he'd be walking at this Ironman World Champs. I felt like the pressure of having to go off the front and prove himself as the best swimmer and biker in the field, it really sort of gotten to him and he was starting to believe that that hype. And totally wrong. So all power to Sam, incredible all-round performance. And let's see where he goes from here. Number two, if this was, as billed, Jan Frodeno's last race, then we have a vacancy for the elder statesman of triathlon. And I suggest step forward Patrick Langer. It was a great second place at the World Champs, just as he achieved at Challenge Roth earlier this year. And Neil and I were both lucky enough to see that second place at Roth. Well, to see it maybe is a, a bit generous. We were on the on the uh, race course as well, so we you know sh- saw him zoom past at certain points. But in and around Roth, he was all class, really likable all the time in the world for fellow competitors, for fans and for sponsors. He's just a really class act. Seeing him at the World Champs this weekend, how he behaved, how he was so humble and how he really didn't seek to take any any attention away from the winner, Sam, that was all class. Number three, talking about class, my other standout performance of the day was Leon Chevalier. Whether it's on course or facing the press, he's really controlled, really likable. And I was really impressed with the way he just raced his own race on Sunday. He didn't get carried away trying to cover attacks. And that takes confidence in your own ability. So now two top 10 performances in the world champs on different courses, I think really cements his place as a really top uh, long course athlete. Number four. So time to talk about the venue, Nice. This was the first time that the World Championships had moved away from Kona, other than one year when it took place in St. George in the US due to COVID reasons. So first time outside of the US. Um, My one criticism, let's get that out of the way first, was that four lap out and back run. Not so interesting, a little boring, and I would have loved to see a few laps, maybe a bit more variation in the course. So maybe the course could have headed up into town, gone through the smaller streets, or, or even head into the foothills a little but other than that I thought the course looked incredible really fantastic it looked like a world championships and that bike course was something else watching it and looking at pretty much all of the top 10 it was 
really hard to believe that it's taken so long to get a world championships here in Europe as it's really the heart of pro and age group triathlon. Um, got to admit that my desire to ever uh, Kona qualify has kind of diminished over the years due to the cost and the time and, well, frankly, the boring course in Kona. But watching this, I definitely want to be on the start line in Nice in two years' time. Okay, finally, number five. And all I've noted down here is that the cream always rises to the top. All the talk beforehand was of how a different course would suit different athletes. But if you compare the top 10 last year with the top 10 this year, it suggests that wasn't the case. So we had four of the top 10 last year who didn't race with the Norwegians. There was uh, Keenley who's retired, and I think there's another athlete as well. But of the six who did race and finish in the top 10 last year, and race this year as well. I think five of them were in the top 10 again. So you see like Laidlow went from second to the top step. Leon Chevalier went from seventh to fifth. Ditlev from eighth to third. Uh, even like Patrick Langer went from 10th to second. So what you're seeing is, yeah, that the dynamics changed. And maybe we talked about different equipment and things like that, which was a lot of fun. But ultimately, the best athletes are still the best athletes, no matter the course. And that was it. Our five takeaways from the Ironman World Championships in Nice. We'll do this all again after the Women's Ironman World Championships in a month's time in Kona. And hope you enjoyed this first T1 Bite Size. Let us know what you think. Take care and see you next time. Bye.